Welcome back to Gomi Talks. Got an, a new new little intro and outro music going on on right now. Just the in, instrumental metal metal stuff. I hope hope everybody likes the little change. But I have a fantastic guest today, Jacob Chodoriski. He's the CEO and lead designer of Board and Tail Games. And I actually met the guy at the Forest City Com Comic Con when I was just walking around. Checking the stuff out, the family gone went home home for for the day because I was staying staying late on late to see the panel with Ralph Garman, which was fantastic. Once again, thank you for City Com Comic Con for getting Ralph Ralph Garman in uh, London on Ontario. It was fantastic to uh, see, but it was just a chance meeting. I was just walking by, and I just start start talking to uh, just started talking to Jacob about board games, Comic Cons, and. And then I just asked him, "Hey, you are? Would you ever be interested in, in doing a, a a podcast?" And he said yes. And we eventually found a time because, as some of you guys know, I am a very busy guy, and so is a so is a, a Jacob as a as a CEO and lead designer of a of a board game company company, because it is a lot of work and it just. I got to learn learn uh, about a whole different a whole different industry from this uh, chat, and I hope you guys really really enjoy it because it is it's a fantastic chat, guys. Hope everybody likes it, and I just want 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 to say to my sponsors, check out Tabby Lynn on Sensi.com there, and also yeah just i'm you know what i'm just going 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 to leave it at tabby lynn to, to put it there guys because just keep it short and short and sweet and go check out uh board and tail 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 games guys because that's where where all of his uh, stuff is and just going to get right right to it real quick here's the uh here's the uh, chat with fed uh, with jacob i hope you guys in, will enjoy it and any feedback any questions anything else just email me. It'll be on all my infos on the back half, guys. And remember to check out the Gilmy Talks Facebook page for your daily funnies, as well as updates on the uh, on the uh, podcast here. And I just want to say once again, thanks for checking out Gilmy Talks. We are now in last count, it was like 18 different uh, countries have downloaded the show and getting bigger and better each day. And if you guys guys want want merch, please email me, and we can we can figure figure something out, guys. Thanks. Good morning, good evening, or good night, whenever you guys are listening to this in the podcast world. This is Gilme again from Gilme Talks, otherwise known as Justin Gil Gilmet. And today, my fantastic guest is Jacob Charter. I'm gonna mess this up all, all, all over again. As you guys know, I am terrible, ter terrible with names. Uh, Jacob, uh, last name? <laughs> Chodorowsky. Yes. I mean, whenever anyone hesitates with the last name after saying Jacob, I know it's me. That's how I know. Okay. That's well, but anyway, Jacob is uh, CEO and lead designer of Board and Board and Tail Tail, tail Games. And I actually met him at the Forest City City Comic Con and just a. Uh, uh, just a happenstance meeting, which was actually I, I I picked up one of your games, Stratos, which which me and me and my wife have been really really enjoying. And well, just to get started, uh, what started your interest in board board games? Was it always there, or was it just uh, picked up at an older age? Or uh, it was really always there. Um, you know, I, you know, 
even uh, as a family, we, we played the we played the old school classics. I mean, I'm I'm 35, so the the board game revolution came along a little bit later. But you know, growing up as a kid, we played Monopoly and Story and Risk and Clue and all those things. We just always had them at home. Uh, but I would say even uh, you know the desire to and and initiative to start designing started quite early. I mean, I remember just being in awe at this uh, at the art sale uh, found Conquest of the Empire. Uh, for those of you who don't know it, it's uh, like a Roman Empire kind of risk kind of game, but with some really cool pieces and just this huge box. It was three dollars. I was just blown away, and uh, I still love it to this day. But uh, you know, that's what got me started more into strategy board games. In addition to just loving strategy on the video game side of things, but just you know, with this game, it was really compelling. But I also saw, you know, even as a kid, that basically whoever had more catapults tend to be the winner far more often than not. So I just thought, okay, this is a strategy, but also, well, you know, can I, can I make it a bit more interesting and a bit less predictable? So I, you know, I got my start then as a 10 or 11 year old kid just adding things to it. But of course, being a kid, you know, what, what do you add to your board games? What do you have? I mean, at the time, it's like, hey, well, I've got fighter jets and robots. So mm-hmm. let's just add that. You know, you could say the Roman Empire didn't see it coming, but, uh, you know, that was, that was the first part. I just added them and made up their stats and kind of rolled from there. Awesome. Well, I've always loved uh, board the board games myself. Uh, me, me, my brother, and my dad grew up playing Risk over and over and over, and we kind of did the same thing. We eventually started uh, started making our own characters. We made uh, what was it? We my brother had these little wrestling guys that were 20, 20 worth twenty troops and stuff. Not as not as creative as robots and and their fighter jets, but that sounds. That sounds awesome. 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 Yeah, I mean, I, I can't take a lot of credit for it. Just that, that, those are the toys <laughs> that I had that were like the right size and scale to fit with a board game. So, you know, I thought that'd be pretty awesome to add. Just, I mean, the, part of it is that was what was available. And I guess just, you know, not having like an inner voice to say, you know, well, no, you can't do that. Well, why not? Let's just try and see what goes. Awesome. Let's go, let's go, go back a little bit. What was the first game you actually, uh, you actually made from uh, scratch? So, I don't think I've really had a name. I mean, honestly, I'd say Stratus is an evolution of so many different things I, I really made and, and like these sort of nameless strategy games built out of whatever I had. I mean, sort of following the additions to Conquest of the Empire, uh, you know, I was always making games that just combined elements of, of things that I loved. Uh, so, I mean, my favorite game overall is, is still something called Shining Force, which is one of the very first strategy RPGs for Sega Genesis. Brilliant game, Sega's most republished game. I remember learning they released it on like platform on uh, it's it's brilliant and simple and straight to the point with like really I, I find uh, unique characters that you know even though they don't say a whole lot, you remember who they are. Just it was a really memorable world, and that was that was my inspiration to just to loving games so much. And just always wanting to, you know, build something that captured that kind of magic. You know, I'd say kind of the earliest games that I had built that I just, you know, played with uh, with friends, you know, you know, throughout high school. Whenever I built these, it was built out of Lego and Magic cards and whatever I had. So I just tried building just kind of these different sort of strategy combat systems that combine elements of, you know, games that I enjoyed, whether it's you know Heroes of My Magic or Shining Force or Final Fantasy Tactics or Magic Gathering these things, you know, it's like there are these different games that had, you know, different 
elements of compelling combat systems and fantasy worlds and just really try to iterate on that. I mean, like I said, the early stages didn't really have a name, but just like, okay, well, I think this works and, and let's play it and see. And we, you know, I played these games with my friends before it even had a name and this eventually, years and years later, evolved to become Stratos. So that kind of, kind of answers my next my next uh, question there. Uh, when did you come up with the uh, the idea for uh, Stratos? With Stratos, could could you actually kind of exp- or, uh, could you explain how that game that game works for for people who have not tried it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's kind of there is still also one sort of missing link there that I think is kind of important that you know these different experiments that I conducted during high school. It, that's not like that was part of what eventually became it, but I think a, a pretty, you know, a key thing that I have to acknowledge is just when, you know, the modern game revolution came about, and especially when Sellers of Catan and Carcassonne hit, uh, you know, we played a lot of that throughout university, and it was really, uh, you know, in finishing up uh, degrees, it was actually myself and my, my friend David, uh, co-designer of Stratostat, he actually said, hey, Jake, look, like, you're finishing a math degree, we're finishing up school, like, we should, we should design something for real, and this is after we had played a whole bunch you know, of, of Catan and uh, that that was uh, that and the games that came at the time with the multiple ways to win. That was a huge influence. I'll, I'll, I'll admit it. You know, and uh, that I just loved that you could not predict who was going to win, which is quite different than a lot of the classic games where you know, often enough in Risk or Monopoly, as much as I love them, you you couldn't really predict who was going to win quite a long time before it was over. But with with Catan, it seemed totally different. So yeah, I mean, I think that was a that was a huge influence on on many. Um, but you know, I, I love what that brought. And uh, to to answer your near question of what Stratos is, it's a strategy adventure game with different ways to earn prosperity points for your tribe of people. And you have five different character types that uh, kind of specialize these different ways to earn points. So your characters uh, they get to travel around to different lands, collect resources, fight, cast spells, and find treasure. And basically, all these different things and a couple other special, uh, a couple special ways to earn points. But uh, you're trying to earn kind of prosperity points to, to win the match, uh, either in that or there are some special scenarios where there's just like a set victory condition, kind of like a mission mode. Yeah, and personally, I'm a little, well, I'm a little biased to uh, anybody who does magic. So I love, and I love the, the design for the uh, for the mage in uh, Stratos. That's probably my personal favorite favorite guy I just love 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 looking at the uh, the design he's a little he's a little different than uh, the, the design on it is a little different than what you think your regular mage would be which I think is just just awesome well thanks yeah I mean I have to give a lot of credit to our, our artist I mean our artist Garth Laidlaw you know he uh, he enjoyed the game and joined the company being the artist before the game had his art and just him also being a gamer and just an overall awesome guy like I, I just we, we decided hey it would be best that I just give him the freedom and however you envision the characters I mean based on their abilities and what they do and the maze has always been kind of a trickster of you wanting again like you know being a magic player going way back I always loved like the really tricky and intricate and kind of strange cards um, and you can probably see a fair bit of that in just how the maze plays where he has these weird spells where like if you get it, you're gonna do some awesome stuff and, and totally change the map. Where at first, like some of the spells, they may not even appear useful at all. But it's in creatively using them that kind of history potential really comes. And I think Garth really saw that, and that you know he's not the typical 
you know, wizard with ice and fire spell. He's quite uh, quite the sneaky and unpredictable guy. Yeah. Oh, and just speaking of uh, of Stratos, if anybody wants to look at it, check it out. Where where we uh, find it? You're on uh, Facebook, Instagram, your own site. Yeah, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, uh, YouTube as well. Uh, I think easiest to get to everything through our website, boardandtail.com. So board like board game and the full word and not the symbol. That tail like story, T-A-L-E. Uh, you can also easily find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as well as YouTube. Um, lots of stuff there. Awesome. I should also clarify that you know there there are also uh, plenty of other Stratos things out there. Um, like hashtag Stratos mostly doesn't point to us. It'll be the the 1977 rally car, which is still pretty awesome and cool looking, and I'm definitely a fan. But it's something else. I think there's also an accounting firm called Stratos, a metal band, so and, and like a water bottle, so all kinds of other things that use the name. Uh, but if you search for Stratos game or Stratos board game, you should find us quite easily. Awesome. Uh, well, I got since I I personally met you on the the Comic Con circuit. Uh, do you always do you always hit up com cons? Are you just local or or do you uh, travel? I've traveled a bit. Um, we uh, I really really enjoy a couple summers back. We actually went to Texas and Florida, and, and like I love that. Like the atmosphere there was amazing. Uh, people were very welcoming from us coming from so far. Uh, I, I do want to do that again, uh, but also balance it with family life. I mean, my wife's finished up her PhD. We have twin boys uh, who are five. Uh, for, I mean, in recent years, I've mostly just stayed local, or at least if it's uh, within a close drive, more of like a one-day show, so like uh, for a city Comic Con, just more, much more manageable with having a good family life at home. Um, I am going to consider traveling a bit more next summer. Um, but uh, but we'll see. You know, it's it's what fits well to family life as well as what will be a great show to go to. We have to balance it too. Oh yeah, because I, well, I am a father of four, so uh, I rarely get to go out. So that's why Forest 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 City City Comic Con for me was just so much so much fun, so much so much interesting things. Things. Yeah, and I have to, if, if I may add, I would love to add that I found Forest City easily one of the best run cons that I've been to just everything from you know registration payment communication like just speaking as a vendor even just the like the loading in that we drive into a loading bay and there are helpers who will get all our stuff onto like a big safe wheelie cart and we'll just bring it to our booth and like all that part is easier than I think any other con that I've been to so just I want to just say that like the organizers you guys are doing awesome and thank you yeah because um well I've I've been going I think I went to three, three, three or four of the five, five, five cons they did, and it's just, it's just getting better and better. And everybody there, it, it, even the people do, the vendors are in a much better, better mood than some other cons I've, I've been at because it can be a, be a long, long day for, for those guys. And if the loading's not there, if it's not all set up properly, you can actually be exhausted before the doors even uh, open. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand, especially seeing some vendors with just sort of more more things to haul. Um, I like I there have been some. There was actually one year when I did one, still a smaller con, but it's still a very busy one for us. Where I was actually on my own for it, but it was an important one to be at, so I did it. And I had 
one friend, Jacob Smith, take over for ice so I can have a lunch break at that one, uh, the middle day of the Saturday, and I'm still super thankful for that. So, Jacob, thank you. <laughs> um, but otherwise, like I've, I've actually done a booth myself once, and it was it was a lot of fun. It did take a huge amount of energy, and uh, thankfully I had a volunteer to help haul stuff from the car because I actually had to haul all the stuff from the car without a cart up some flights of stairs to a parking garage and into the into the venue. Uh, so I did get a, a surprise workout. How to look at it, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I do appreciate what uh, what Forest City does with their their show. Yeah, I might be a little biased living in living in uh, London, but I do well, I do love those guys. Do you have have any interest in uh, card 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 games? Because I've been finding out that uh, those are actually some of my personal favorites are like Cards Against Humanity. They have so many decks decks different decks going on, and uh, my kids love playing Exploding Kittens. I think it's called mm-hmm. one of the most. Uh, most different games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, this guy sounds really crazy to say that I haven't played either. But this is just, you know, this is just the life of of like being the CEO and just kind of having to run so many parts of it myself and just this, this being kind of what it is. And again, we would not be where we're at without the help of, of so many friends who help out with different bits. But just, uh, you know, the opportunity to play those hasn't yet come up. Um, as well, it's just I think just kind of. My circles don't play either, um, but I'm aware of what they are um, and, and usually popular. Um, I also definitely see that you know Cards Against Humanity was uh, quite a, a brilliant take on apples to apples, um, and, and uh, I do give props to them. I mean, they saw that hey, there was a great structure that if they put the right uh, you know they, they took the right angle to it and they, they ran with it really well. And I also see that they're becoming quite important culturally. I mean, with with some of their their marketing events. Um, there was there was one where it was it was quite political, but I thought it was quite brilliant how they're using their game and its popularity uh, as a platform to speak up about some important things. I, again, the issue is Casey, but I think um, I'm really impressed with those guys and what they're actually doing with it. I know in terms of uh, like a card game for us, we do have a, a very uh, Light, family-friendly card game uh, coming that's based on uh, on animals and letter matching. That is is fun and cute and silly, but it's it's going to have uh, like just some different modes for different ages. And this one's actually very close to done. Uh, it's uh, it's co- it's called Artworks. Um, I'm hoping to show it to you soon. And uh, you know, this is something where I've actually even played it with with my kids who are five. Uh, but at the same time, there's going to be uh, like a different mode or two for those who are older. Um, this is one thing that's coming, and I do have some other designs in the works. Um, but always, it's like, well, what do I feel most inspired to make, and and you know, how's progress coming along? So we do have some different things in the works. Yeah, because I have actually seen some of the the artwork for for hard 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 marks, and I I was personally thinking, oh, I I I have to get this when it when it did. When it comes out, because I love playing games with my kids, because it's in today's world and in society, just unplugging and sitting down at a table with all four of them can be very difficult without without somebody uh, blowing up. But I find uh, if we're doing like just card games or Risk or yeah, my boys have just discovered Risk uh, this. This year, the game that they that dad's been trying to play with them for years and years, they actually like it now. <laughs> so now, just I'm getting more and more into the board games, the card games, because I find they react more to this than 
hey, let's play some old school video game that I liked from years and years ago because all the new video games, I have no idea what's going on. The the 3D element in video games, I can't grasp. My uh, my boy boy tried getting me to play uh, Fortnite the the other day. I have no idea. Okay. No idea what's going on there. It's interesting. I, I, I'm very aware of that, and I see it everywhere. I mean, sort of, you know, separate from game development, I'm also a, I'm also a teacher. I mean, uh, you know, I teach uh, I teach math at Sheridan College. I'm also a, a tutor, and I've done some supply teaching as well. And probably about every uh, just sort of be the cultural popularity of Fortnite. If not, you already know it's everywhere. Like any class that I step into when when I you know covered a class for high school, usually at least one or two of the boys are either playing Fortnite already. Or trying to get away with Fortnite, thinking like, you know, I'm old enough to not know what it looks like to someone look down at a phone. Like, yeah, I'm old, but I'm not that old. I mean, it's a cool game. Just finish your work and play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but uh, I know. I kind of see it as like not only just observing. It looks to me like I know it's going to go very cross media here, but like Wake Three Arena meets Sellers of Catan because you have the shooter element, but you're also building stuff. Yeah. And perhaps there's something that I'm missing here, but it's just got elements of both. And it might be, I know, I think it'd be interesting. I'm, I'm actually excited to try when the opportunity arises. Um, I also find it really fascinating that something that is, you know, the, the shooting part is so important is actually playable on a phone with a touchscreen, which is crazy given that it's, you know, I always thought of shooters is more like, you know, accuracy and reaction speed and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's interesting, you know? And I know my son likes to... Uh go on a hill and use a sniper sniper rifle and just annoy annoy people but 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 that's just uh, that's very much him <laughs> uh, you did bring up uh, video games quite a, a bit where personally I find the older games that relied more on story than to to today's games like Sega Genesis I grew up playing Nintendo Nintendo Super Nintendo but I found when the graphics started getting really really good like that's when I kind of kind of got lost my my personal interest I was always a side scroller guy I, I always loved it loved it those do you do you think that um, a lot of the modern day games are kind of losing losing story or am I just not finding 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 the right the right video games to uh, play see I don't know I, I I'm 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 thinking probably we're both not not finding um like what, which of the newer things that maybe would be most compelling to us? I mean, I have uh, again at a certain point, we, me and my friends, we just got more into board games, and just that was that was it. Like that's what we got into. But I, I played some newer things, um, still probably old by some standards. But uh, I really enjoyed playing Co-op Resident Evil Five with a friend. I mean, I still found it. Um, it seemed like it reused a lot of Resident Evil Four, uh, but the co-op aspect of it was really well done. Uh, so that was that was nice to be able to play together. Um, of course, we talked about this as being a newer game when it was probably like 2005 or something, which is more than a decade <laughs> ago. Um, I know, I think there's kind of an explosion of, of just about everything. I mean, I think I'm so involved enough in what I'm doing that I still, I just find a lot of enjoyment still in older things. Um, yeah. I'm sure with just the explosion of industries that there aren't just as compelling of kind of what we're looking for in the, new, in the newer stuff, just we may not be aware of it. Um, I've been uh, really looking forward to one independent game uh, called Gollum. It's actually by some uh, some fine folks here beside at CNE in Toronto, and I actually 
So that game is out on Steam right now called Gollum. It looks beautiful. It, it reminds me a lot of like Prince of Persia kind of meets Blind as Blob, if that makes sense. Okay. Where it has like the adventure element, but you have like this this Gollum that follows you around. And uh, I actually saw the first playable build of that game. Like the programmer was up super late last night, uh, or sorry, not last night, but like the night before releasing. And uh, just hearing that story, and then like all of us, like me seeing it kind of play out the first time at the same time as them, like that was that was quite the special moment. Um, that's what I'm really looking forward to. Um, but I think in, in terms of modern stuff, for sure, I definitely want to try Fortnite. As mentioned earlier, just everyone sees you playing it. I mean, uh, you know, it looks like it has interesting structure to it. But also, just I really enjoy the old stuff, and especially part of it being like it's kind of straight to the point, even longer sort of things. Like right now, I'm really enjoying Fantasy Star 4, just playing that one on Steam. I mean, that's a Sega Genesis game. It's it's an RPG and it has that kind of stuff to it, but just a really awesome story and setting. It actually uses elements of previous games in the series and refers to them quite a bit. But even though it has story and dialogue, I think partly because in the older generations with memory being limited, they kind of had to be more straight to the point. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the there would have been no room for a tutorial. That's just bonkers. I mean, just you know, start up the game and you press the button to find what they do. Um, I think at a certain point, I became a little bit disenchanted with games that were tutorial heavy. I think what was it? It was it was one of the Zelda games where the tutorial part was like an hour long. I mean, thinking like, like you just press the buttons and find out what they do. Like this is completely unnecessary. Um, so I think there are some elements of, of modernity that kind of overdo it, like tutorials. Um, but at the same time. The explosion of what is available is really cool that there are people trying to make games that just we may not have thought of before, or just people want to put their own, really their own take on things. I mean, I'm uh, I'm also definitely excited for um, Guacamelee 2, uh, you know, just again, have met some of the people behind it, and just the fact that there's like a chicken mode, like that's just hilarious, so I'm, I'm excited for that one. Those actually sound really, really fun. So anybody listening, check it, check it, those out, those out as well. Okay, Jacob, I'm kind of, kind of wrapping up now, and I, or I just want to get it in one, one more at a time. Where can uh, the people find you, you and and your your uh, games? Uh, best place to find us is at boardandtail.com. Uh, also, easily. You know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, just board and tail, uh, you know, uh, no underscores or anything. Uh, we, we do have some accounts that are Stratos underscore game. I mean, that, you know, we do have both. Uh, also, even just searching for my name. I mean, there's only one Jacob Trudorisky that I'm aware of. So <laughs> if you search me, you'll find me quite easily. And uh, yeah, just look forward to, from, to hearing from people. Awesome. Okay. Well, I, I just want to say thank you for, uh, for, for coming on and uh, doing this. And, I know both of our schedules have been 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 a little crazy, but I'm I'm very happy we we actually got to make this make it work. Thank you. Yeah, me too. Hey guys, I just want to say to everybody, thanks very very much for well, for listening to Gomi Gomi Talks. This was a fantastic ep- episode here with a fantastic guest. Just a couple things I just wanna wanna say. Uh, just we did mention. Uh, Gollum, a video game we were we were talking about. I just want you guys to know it is available now on Longbow Games. Sorry, by Long Longbow Games. They they make Gollum. I I I I did check check it out on their line. It does look very very cool. And I just want to say that uh, 
Also check out Drinkbox Studios. They make a game called Guaca Melee, which is actually very cool, which you can download on Steam or the PS4 as as well. And just check out independent gaming, guys, because it's just so much fun, so many out, out there ideas, so many different ideas than just your regular... Your, your regular stand, standard fare are the button mashers, which which is which is uh, fun and has has its place. But just try check out something a little a little, little bit different. I just want to say thank you very much to uh, Jacob for coming on 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 again. It was fantastic just talking to him and learning learning a little bit about the how independent gaming is. It just I honestly I didn't know much about it. I just grabbed the games, I played them. I didn't know that there was an entire, how do I want to put this? An entire, like, everyone works together. It's like a family thing. Everyone pushes for everybody else to do better and better and better there. It's, it, it just, it's just nice to, nice to, uh, nice to uh, see that the Comic-Con world, people are getting, getting to go together, just pushing each other's stuff and just really, really cool, cool, cool things. Once again, check out boardandtaildategames.com to check out Stratos and also Artvarks coming out very, very soon, guys. And go to your, your local Comic-Cons. Check those things out because they're fun. And you get to go, you meet new people, you get to see things that you normally wouldn't see in your average store. And just well, you would just find, find some very cool stuff, like, because... Honestly, me and me and my wife are really loving loving the game Stratos. I fully fully recommend it to to anybody and anybody listening. Just check out the game because it's just so much so much fun. It's a it can be a two person, four person, and it just haven't had this much fun playing a board game with Catherine in it for a while. We're normally the card the card games thing and it's just nice to be able to sit down and just play play something the uh the two of us think and i just want to say thank you jacob for for making the game and making that happen once again if you want to get a hold of me check check out my facebook page at gilm talks guys you know how 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 facebook works go find it go go like it for your daily funnies and updates on the uh pod cast there and just re- remember, my email is justinmgilmet at gmail.com. My last name is G-U-I-L-M-E-T-T-E. And all of you, have a wonderful week. Talk to you guys in a little bit. Thank you.